created with free version for non-commercial use. Welcome to Kansas AgriReport. I'm Brian Holman, and here's our lineup for today's show. Ken finishes up his interview with Jackie McClaskey, the Secretary of Agriculture in Kansas, on the state of the state of ag in Kansas. Then he visits with Greg Gardner from Ashland on the wildfires last year and where we're at in the recovery. Kansas Wheat talks nutrition, and then Kansas Farm Bureau gives us a report. We get our weekly update from the Kansas Livestock Association. We get a look at last week's market activity with the guys from Paragon. Thanks for watching Kansas Ag Report. Closed captioning brought to you by The Soybean Checkoff. Progress powered by Kansas farmers. KansasSoybeans.org. Farm Bureau, a grassroots ag organization representing the state's farmers and ranchers since 1919. KFB.org. Kansas Weed Commission, leaders in the adoption of profitable innovations for wheat. Online at kswheat.com. Kansas Livestock Association, supporting our members' business interests to meet consumers' demands. KLA.org. We are talking with Kansas Secretary of Agriculture, Dr. Jackie McClaskey, and uh, a couple other things we want to talk about. Uh, obviously, water. Water's a huge, huge issue. Absolutely. We talk about water all the time. If I go through a single day in which we haven't in, talked about some aspect of water policy in Kansas, I'm pretty sure I haven't been doing my job. So it is an intense issue that we continue to work on, continue to promote opportunities for people to conserve water through water conservation areas, local enhanced management areas, and see some really exciting projects going out on the state across the state but we do need to continue to think about what's next and how we plan for that and as you know the Kansas legislature is um, going to have the question before them of whether or not they want to invest more in water in Kansas and that's a very important topic. It is and uh, the nice thing is a lot of reports have received that uh, the Lima's the other projects that have started have had uh, really good success. Absolutely uh, some of the the projects that we've seen, whether it be a, the original Lima in Northwest Kansas that reduced the, the pull on the aquifer by um, almost 80%, if I recall correctly, or some of the water conservation areas that we saw, saw get kicked off initially in Southwest Kansas, where people are using significantly less water, um, in some cases almost 40% less water, with zero impact to their bottom line because of the technologies that they've used, which is very exciting. Another issue we do have to talk about, and that's one that's been on uh, farmers' minds, especially those who grow soil soybeans is dicamba and our neighbor states have really done a lot of things but really I think you're to be commended and not overreacting take a very uh, thorough approach that the impact of dicamba and that whole situation could have on Kansas soybean farmers. It has been a very, you know, a very volatile issue and really thinking about what is the right step. And you're right, some of our other um, neighboring states have gone a step further than Kansas. We really believe the important aspect is education and, and helping people make the, the right decisions when they apply the product, making sure that the folks that are licensed through us have right information, um, making sure the right trainings are out there. And as we enter into this next growing season, that's where our focus is going to be, is training and education and, and making sure people are following the new labeling requirements so we can do everything we can to support all aspects of the agricultural industry. 
Your office is located here in Manhattan, and we see construction right to the west. Right to the west. I know you probably can't give us any insight, but how exciting is it that MBAF is continuing to come together? It is very exciting. The National Bio and Agri um, Defense Facility is is going to be something that I, I think even even I'm not sure I've understand the impact of and certainly the average Kansan um, doesn't yet but that's part of the reason that we um, built our office where we did and um, was to be next to them because we know that partnership can be very important in the long run and and they're on time and um, maybe even be ahead of a head of schedule they've had a lot of good working days over this last winter so it continues to be a the biggest lab project in the country and if you're in Manhattan just driving by and taking a look at it it's pretty it's pretty awe-inspiring to just see that that product the production of that facility well again thanks for the update good to see you great to see you too thank you jackie mccloskey the uh, secretary of agriculture for the state of kansas has joined us stay with us more coming up this segment brought to you by kansas livestock association supporting our members business interests to meet consumers demands kla.org oldie seed farms carrying soil specific seed Find them on the web at oldeseed.com. That's O-H-L-D-E-Seed.com. Grass and grain, online or in the mail. Keeping Kansas farmers informed for over 60 years. Grassandgrain.com. Kansas Weed Commission, leaders in the adoption of profitable innovations for wheat. Online at kswheat.com. Imagine having someone help you pick the best corn hybrids for every field on your farm. Your oldie representative can combine your data with his data to offer a field-by-field -field prescription. Contact Oldie Seed today at 877-692-4555. All over the country, more and more communities are making the change to biodiesel made from U.S. soybean oil. And the decision continues improving the health and welfare for millions of Americans while adding billions to our national economy. What does a brighter, more sustainable future look like in our cities and towns, and how do we get there? When New York needed an alternative fuel source to reduce carbon emissions, the city found what it needed in biodiesel made from U.S. soybean oil. The producer-funded Kansas Wheat Innovation Center was built to get improved varieties into the hands of farmers faster. Kansas Wheat, farmers advancing their future through wheat genetics research. We're being joined now by Gray Gardner from the Gardner Angus Ranch uh, down at Ashland. And of course, uh, many folks are familiar with the Gardner name, and, uh, but uh, the fires that happened this spring, uh, people that didn't know about the Gardners learned pretty quickly about the Gardners, and, and uh, you all were, were heavily affected. And, uh, and so I guess uh, as we've talked with others, uh, uh, talk about um, your experiences of of uh, that day when it happened and kind of we'll talk more about what kind of what happened after but kind of your observations through all that oh it was it was an event that uh, we've never seen the like of and and uh, it 
brought to uh, accumulation a lot of, of life lessons as far as what's important and that that day uh, many of your viewers may have seen some of the social media but uh, my brother Mark had called me down to help load some horses out of his place and and uh, as I came into his place with the pickup and trailer uh, we met the firewall at his back doorstep and then we were quickly I was overcome in the cab of the pickup with smoke and I couldn't see anything and Mark and Eva were standing out in front of me and they disappeared but the the interesting portion of what happened at that time period I've never felt such a life preservation kick in but at the same time I had guilt and shame hitting me over the head like you just turned away and left your family to die and I knew in my mind where to look for them when I went back but uh, there was only one way in and one way out and his his, his uh, facility has a pipe fence so we're not going to drive through the fence but as a friend came to me later on which I, I kid him to this day he was an angel that God sent to me to tell me what had happened uh, if you don't move right then nobody gets out and in that smoke they would have hit the pickup and trailer and we'd all been stranded there so I was the key to get out of that that inferno once I got out Mark's wife Eva got out then Mark got out and we uh, found out later on that all of us were all alive and so uh, it was a very emotional moment but yet what happened the rest and the following up time period of that once I had my friend come and tell me explain what God had done for us and lifted that weight off my shoulders it was just every day was just a job and so we've got no problems well and that's it of course we're in the holiday season uh, getting ready for Christmas and uh, I'm sure uh, Thanksgiving probably had special meaning <laughs> for you this year so uh, we're talking with Greg Gardner from the Gardner Angus Ranch we're gonna take a break and uh, discuss kind of what happened then the next day and what happens every day now out on the ranch after the uh, after the fire so stay with us we'll be right back this segment brought to you by Farm Bureau, a grassroots ag organization representing the state's farmers and ranchers since 1919. KFB.org. Oldie Seed Farms, carrying soil-specific seed. Find them on the web at oldieseed.com. That's O-H-L-D-E seed.com. Grass and grain, online or in the mail. Keeping Kansas farmers informed for over 60 years. Grassandgrain.com. Kansas Wheat Commission, leaders in the adoption of profitable innovations for wheat. Online at kswheat.com. Let's continue our conversation now with Greg Gardner from the Gardner Angus Ranch in Ashland. Uh, they were very much a part of the uh, Starbuck uh, wildfire that took place back in March. Okay, so the fire's out. Now what? Well, the biggest thing afterwards was to assess the damage. You know, it's because the event was such that we've never seen the like of your eyes are telling you one thing and your mind is not comprehending like this really couldn't have happened and those numbers of loss can't be and and you would hope that your neighbors maybe this was just an isolated event for us and your neighbors weren't hit 
but the vastness of this fire and as we found out later on many families were, were affected uh, some to a greater degree but in the aftermath uh, we needed to go around and, and assess the cow herd we lost uh, approximately 600 cows uh, many of them or all of them were bred some of them had just calved and so they lost their calf but in that hundred and, and or in that 600 there were, were survivors but there was a large amount of those cows that survived that that weren't going to ultimately survive and and they were going to be non-productive and one of the things that we did uh, for five days after the the fire was actually destroy cattle and put them out of their misery uh, once that was done and we had found that we had, had gotten to all the cattle that we needed to then we actually on our personal level focused our our Change, shifted our focus to our annual production sale on April 1st and that gave us a little bit of time to break and, and prepare for a plan make a plan for our fencing repair and how we were going to go about that and some of the other things and the aspects of, of our, our business. I know you probably got that question if it doesn't it was everybody around you so would say how do you go on how do you recover from all aspects of something like this? Well there's no way humanly possible that we can but without God's help uh, you know there's a there's a famous uh, saying that in war there's no atheist in foxholes well I don't think there's any atheists in Clark County Kansas anymore and through God's help uh, you know we easily during that time period we could have buried 15 or 20 people uh, God had a plan for us to get out of there, and uh, he's got more use for us as we go forward in life. But one of the things that, that we've always been taught, as our parents have taught us, you keep moving forward. And a lot of what we look at this is an opportunity, and it's been a blessing. Uh, even through the horrificness of it, you know, we have the opportunity to change our fences. We have, this is the first time we've ever had completely brand new fences on the whole operation. Uh, we've hopefully improved them for the next generation so there won't be uh, the devastation when the next fire comes. And so it was a chance to improve. Uh, will it be a struggle to go ahead and financially complete that? We'll have to work a little bit longer, but in agriculture, you just keep adding zeros to the bottom line. Well, we appreciate, uh, Greg, you, your brothers, your family, and from knowing what they mean to Kansas, but the industry and uh, the great example you showed to many of us. So thank you for telling your story. We really appreciate it. You're more than welcome anytime. Greg Gardner from the Gardner Angus Ranch has joined us talking about, um, really, kind of what goes on after that fire that hit the southern part of Kansas uh, this spring. I'm Ken Rogers. You're watching the Kansas Ag Report.
It's a new year. You've made a resolution to get rid of those few excess holiday pounds. You joined a gym, but you know that it's not just exercise, but diet that also plays a role. Your personal trainer seems like just the person to ask for nutrition advice. But did you know that most personal trainers have little to no nutrition education? That's why the Wheat Foods Council is developing educational materials just for them. Through the Center for Nutrition and Athletics.org, the Wheat Foods Council has put together a panel of nutrition experts to provide personal trainers with the information they seek. And they have successfully gotten these expert speakers' presentations accepted by the top two major personal trainer organizations, American College of Sports Medicine's Health and Fitness Summit and Expo and Idea World, the world's largest personal trainer expo with more than 13,000 personal trainers and fitness professionals. Wheat Foods Council also sponsored triathlete Michelle Tuttle, who finished in first place in her age group in the USA Nationals last summer and qualified for Sydney in 2018. Michelle is also a registered dietitian who knows nutrition and wheat and believes in science-based nutrition recommendations and encourages the consumption of wheat and wheat foods. Her accomplishments and knowledge give Wheat Foods Council tremendous credibility with personal trainers. In addition, the Wheat Foods Council is providing chefs at the Culinary Institute of America with information about enriched grains, helping to resolve myths about the image of modern wheat, and continuing discussions with registered dietitians about the health benefits of wheat foods. We're joined now by Rich Feltz, who is the president of the Kansas Farm Bureau. Rich, we are actually in Manhattan with the annual meeting going on for Kansas Farm Bureau. Folks from all over the state uh, talking all things agriculture. Very true, and, and a lot of the conversations about next year is 100 years, so kind of prep for a centennial. It is going to be a very exciting year to look back on not only how agriculture has changed over the last 100 years, but of course the Kansas Farm Bureau. So looking forward to seeing all kinds of things over the next 365 days or so. Well, that's true, and you know, to reach us out a little farther than that, we've got a new group that's going to do some strategic planning too. So kind of interesting to where that group might take us as we go forward as well. well sounds good. We're not going to talk policy today because we're, we're still working on that. We'll do that in the later sure. show, but uh, you've had uh, some pretty heavy hitters here. Uh, President Meyer, Mary Kay Thatcher, some other folks have spoke to your membership. Well, I agree. It, it's too early to talk policy here, but, but not politics. Uh, Mary Kay, I think, did, <coughs> excuse me, did an excellent job of kind of lining out what the political climate's like in Washington, D.C. right now and all the challenges that go with that. Hearing from uh, Senator Moran and also Senator Roberts as well as Representative Marshall, uh, a lot of the uphill challenges we have, but also a lot of the things that we've been able to get accomplished. Okay, Rich, we look forward to having more of that conversation, so we'll talk with you again. All right, thank you, Ken. Rich Feltz, President of Kansas Farm <coughs> Bureau, has joined us. We'll have more coming up. This segment brought to you by Farm Bureau, a grassroots ag organization representing the state's farmers and ranchers since 1919. KFB.org. Oldie Seed Farms, carrying soil-specific seed. Find them on the web at oldieseed.com. That's O-H-L-D-E seed.com. Grass and grain, online or in the mail. Keeping Kansas farmers informed for over 60 years. Grassandgrain.com. Kansas Wheat Commission, leaders in the adoption of profitable innovations for wheat. Online at kswheat.com. The producer-funded Kansas Wheat Innovation Center was built to get improved varieties into the hands of farmers faster. Kansas Wheat, 
farmers advancing their future through wheat genetics research. What if U.S. soybean meal were more than a commodity? If seed companies and the soybean checkoff built a better variety? That future is here. The time is now. To meet end-user demands, the Soybean Checkoff is investing in the compositional quality of soybeans, including meal. A message from the Kansas Soybean Commission, the Soybean Checkoff, progress powered by Kansas farmers. You need a partner that you can count on to be there for your business. Providing a depth of understanding to risk management issues so you don't have to. A knowledgeable support team located in your area, delivering products and services to make you more successful. The producer-funded Kansas Wheat Innovation Center was built to get improved varieties into the hands of farmers faster. Kansas Wheat, farmers advancing their future through wheat genetics research. Kansas Farm Bureau, the voice of agriculture, represents grassroots agriculture. The state's largest and most powerful farm organization stands up for its members through leadership development, agriculture education, legal defense, environmental advocacy, farm safety, and risk management. Members also enjoy money-saving benefits. To join our organization today or to learn more, go to www.kfb.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. What does a brighter, more sustainable future look like in our cities and towns, and how do we get there? When New York needed an alternative fuel source to reduce carbon emissions, the city found what it needed in biodiesel made from U.S. soybean oil. Imagine having someone help you pick the best corn hybrids for every field on your farm. Your oldie representative can combine your data with his data to offer a field-by-field -field prescription. Contact Oldie Seed today at 877-692-4555. The producer-funded Kansas Wheat Innovation Center was built to get improved varieties into the hands of farmers faster. Kansas Wheat, farmers advancing their future through wheat genetics research. Officials with World Perspectives delivered a report to cattle producers that recommended a new direction for a cattle identification and traceability system in the U.S. The report, made public during this month's Cattle Industry Convention in Phoenix, Arizona, addresses one of beef's weaknesses identified in the 2016 through 2020 Beef Industry Long Range Plan. Authors of the report suggested the basic tenets of an identification system should be that it is industry-driven, managed and overseen by an entity that includes both private and government interests, maintains data privacy, is equitable to all industry sectors, is compatible with common industry practices, operates at the speed of commerce, and is recognized as credible by domestic and international customers. The report is based on information generated from a survey of more than 600 respondents, interviews with industry participants from all sectors, discussions with 23 state cattle associations, a review of previous academic and government studies, data analysis, and analysis of nine global traceability systems. 
World Perspectives is a Washington, D.C.-based agricultural market analysis and consulting firm offering specialized services including market, policy, and investment analyses. Kansas Livestock Association members have special interest in the report as association policy supports a robust animal identification and disease traceability system. I'm Cody Wintershee with Paragon Ag Advisors. What if I told you I could get you a new crop corn futures price of 410 to 415 right now, even though the new crop futures are only trading in the 395 neighborhood? Would you take me up on that offer? It sounds pretty enticing, doesn't it? Especially considering last summer's new crop futures high was only around 417. Caution would be the word I'd follow that up with. These premium contracts, or accumulators more commonly called, have some bullet points to most certainly be aware of. First, I'll preface this by saying I do in fact think they are decent marketing tools just like forward contracts, futures, options, and etc. And also do utilize them from time to time as well. However, I feel like they get pushed fairly hard, especially in lower volatility times like we've been experiencing recently, because they do in fact look attractive in this environment because of that premium. However, there is more likely a double up feature that very well could lock you into the double the initial bushels at your premium level if the market is higher than that level on a certain date. Also be aware you're probably doing yourself a disadvantage in terms of basis if you're doing these directly with the numerous grain buyers that offer them. There is definitely more to these contracts than what I can squeeze in here today, but in short, be very aware of how many bushels you sign up along with the timing of execution, is there a knockout level that could halt the contract, and of course, any associated fees. Finally, keep an eye on your basis levels, which you should already be doing anyway. Remember, if it sounds too good to be true, it likely is. Thank you and have a great day. That's our show for today. If you'd like to see the show again, go to kansasagreport.com for more shows and ag news. For my partner, Ken Rogers, I'm Brian Holman, and thanks for watching. Closed captioning brought to you by The Soybean Checkoff, progress powered by Kansas farmers. KansasSoybeans.org. Farm Bureau, a grassroots ag organization representing the state's farmers and ranchers since 1919 kfb.org Kansas Weed Commission leaders in the adoption of profitable innovations for wheat online at ksweet.com Kansas Livestock Association supporting our members business interests to meet consumers demands kla.org What if U.S. soybean meal were more than a commodity? If seed companies and the soybean checkoff built a better variety. That future is here. The time is now. To meet end-user demands, the Soybean Checkoff is investing in the compositional quality of soybeans, including meal. A message from the Kansas Soybean Commission, the Soybean Checkoff, progress powered by Kansas farmers.
Kansas Farm Bureau, the voice of agriculture, represents grassroots agriculture. The state's largest and most powerful farm organization stands up for its members through leadership development, agriculture education, legal defense, environmental advocacy, farm safety, and risk management. Members also enjoy money-saving benefits. To join our organization today or to learn more, go to www.kfb.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. The producer-funded Kansas Wheat Innovation Center was built to get improved varieties into the hands of farmers faster. Kansas Wheat, farmers advancing their future through wheat genetics research. Created with free version for non-commercial use.